Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I know Christmas has passed, but we're going to give away a gift in the second hour of the show. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to Optimum Golf. They have two great locations, one in the Park Hill neighborhood, the other one in the Rhino neighborhood. Weather's starting to cool off, so do you want to keep your golf game in good shape during the winter? You could do that at Optimum Golf. They have a great virtual golf setup. You could host a private party there. They can give you lessons from award-winning instructors. Instructors. They have leagues and tournaments. I highly recommend you go there. $100 gift card will get you a free lesson with my guy Kyle, who is fantastic as a golf instructor. Or you can get two hours in the virtual golf setup where they simulate Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, some of the best courses in the world. Make your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And at 5 o'clock, we're giving away 100 bucks. Mace, how was your Christmas? It was pretty good. It was, uh, you know, nice, nice to see the, nice to see the family. Uh, very busy by Christmas Day, by the way. I was just telling Danny this before we got on the air. Um, I was flying, of course, from Milwaukee to Las Vegas to go cover Broncos Raiders. My flight was two hours late in, in departing Milwaukee, and then we had maybe the nastiest headwind I feel like I've ever been on a plane for going against it. And a flight that should have taken about three and a half hours took about four and three quarters hours wow. to complete. And so the flight's late. It take it takes longer. I finally I finally trudge into Vegas about a little over three hours after I was supposed to get there. And all I and basically I get to my hotel, they give me a coupon for a drink. I go get the drink from the bar, take it back to take it back to my hotel room, and I just have the drink and fall asleep that's all that was my trip to vegas was as boring as you can ever imagine a trip to vegas being mace you and i spoke about this a couple of months ago i said i have all these great hookups in vegas how about if i hook you up and now you're telling me you had a boring trip did you stay at a holiday inn express did you stay at a la quinta where did you stay no i stayed at i stayed at a weston i got a great rate on it but but here's the thing by the time i got there Mm mm-hmm all I wanted to do was just go to bed. Yeah, I bet. Because of the travel. And that's why I mean it was boring. It was not it was it was boring because of travel circumstance and then my choice to at eleven o'clock at night on Christmas to just say, All I want to do is just go to my room, relax, get a good night's sleep, and then go cover the game on Sunday. By the way, to the I'll say this, it was boring until the game. The Raiders, and you have to do this in Vegas, the Raiders put on a hell of a show. Oh, yeah. And that is absolutely essential when effectively your competition is all the shows up and down the strip. You're another, you're just another entertainment option of the myriad options in Vegas. So what was the entertainment? I mean, they had, you know, they, they, they have, you know, there's a lot, there's live music during timeouts. They literally had Dionne Warwick singing during the pregame show. 
I, I kid you not. Well, listen, I, I, Mont- don't, I don't take singers seriously who promote dentures in commercials. Sorry. Montel Jordan sang the national anthem. Wow. That's how they do it in Vegas. That's how they do it in Vegas, baby. Better than yeah. an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, that's, that they had this... They have this movie trailer style intro yeah. before the Raiders come on and, and take the field. I mean, it was I, I'd say, I mean, they, it's, a again, show. they it's a show. They put on a great show and it really is becoming a must visit NFL stop for fans who want to catch their team on the road. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Well, I suppose if they put on a show in Vegas, if they were putting on a show for the Broncos, it would have closed at halftime. Broncos fans on Twitter screaming for Vic Fangio and the majority of his coaching staff to get fired. Fangio said today he believes he and his staff deserve another season and he would return without an extension. Also said he's not worried about his job security. As for what Fangio said about Pat Shermer today, he said Pat has a long history of being successful in this league, and I'm counting on that happening in the final two weeks. Fangio also said the Broncos right now are close. I could take exception with a lot of those comments. Uh, where would you Where would you like to begin? But you know what? Why don't we just start uh, with this, with Fangio's comments, okay? Pat yeah. has a long history of being successful in the league. How about yeah. we take that sentence and shorten it? Pat has a long history in this league. Yeah, I, I actually put it out on Twitter earlier this afternoon. The fact that in 13 seasons as an offensive coordinator head coach, Pat Shermer has only been a part of two top 10 offenses. He didn't call the plays for either of them. Chip Kelly did. So if you look at the other seasons when he was the offensive coordinator calling plays or the head coach, that's 10 total seasons. And here's where his offenses have ranked. 29, 26, 29, 25, 28, 11, 17, 23, 23, and 19. And yes, the quarterbacks he's worked with haven't been great. Mark Bolger, Sam Bradford, Colt McCoy, Brandon Whedon, Sam Bradford again, Case Keenum, Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. But there's just there, there's there's not a track record of success. So it's fair to question what Vic believes when he makes a statement like that about Pat Shermer. How about we're close? If you look at their last 12 games, they're four and eight. Close to what? Close to having a top five draft pick? What are they close to with that? Everyone is screaming for a bunch of these guys to get fired. Does it make sense to fire Fangio, Shermer, McMahon right now? I'm not talking about the end of the season right now. I mean, if you want guys to just mail it in the next two weeks, absolutely it makes sense. And I think that's what you would see in the locker room. I think a lot of I, I once you make that kind of call, if you blow out not only the head coach but a couple of coordinators, what you're telling the what you're telling the team is just go ahead and start and, and uh, start thinking about being in Cabo in two weeks. I think what people fail to realize is what I'm about to say is not mutually exclusive. Just because Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, and Tom McMahon are still working with the Broncos today does not mean that 
George Payton hasn't already laid the groundwork for all three positions. Just because you haven't fired someone doesn't mean you've done nothing if that's the plan to fire any or all of them. If you fire Vic for the sake of argument, the work doesn't begin that day. All of that work has already begun in earnest. Same for an offensive coordinator. Same for a special teams coach as well. Right? But with that, do you think Peyton, he's already, listen, whether he said something to Shermer or McMahon or not, they must know they are not coming back next season. They have to know that. I don't know if Peyton has said anything to either guy. I don't even think it's necessary. I think that when the season is over, you don't even have to say to Pat Shermer or Tom McMahon, you're fired. All you have to do if you're George Payton is, is walk up to both guys and say, thank you for the season. And just as an assumption, you should clean out your desk. It doesn't they even need have, to be said. It doesn't even already, need to be said. They may already be cleaning out their desk right now as we speak. Well, it's funny because Shermer's coaching like it. Like you, you get you get the you get the word, but you know what? You've been every, every day. You've been taking a few things home from your office, right? Right. And then by the time you're you're there on the day before the season finale in Kansas City again or against Kansas City in Denver, all you've got left there are is you know a couple a couple of pens and uh, some writing paper you've taken all the family photos all the mementos you've been kind of taking them home kind of one by one two by two for the course of two or three weeks and then you get the call and you just say your your goodbyes on the day after the season and you go on your way i mean See, that's that's what it kind of feels like that they both they both know kind of where the die is cast at this point as for Fangio, do you think Peyton has said anything to him privately? Like, hey, listen, we can start interviewing coaches tomorrow. Just want to let you know. Don't want it to get out there. Don't want to embarrass you that you've been let go during the season. But this is going to be the situation so we can start looking? I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he will either. Because of that case, I think if a coach knows, then – it might be like, well, why don't you just fire me right now? That's true. Now, do I think that maybe George Payton has made up his mind? Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I would say the other thing also, Payton is very much playing the long game on things. He's, and what he, you know, you, you can even look at the draft, for example. You could have gone quarterback, but uh, you pick Patrick Sertan the second. That's a long game type of pick. Because you know you're getting a great player, even though the biggest need is still is still out there in bright shining lights that you need a quarterback. But one thing that I think Peyton wants to do is create the perception among coaches that he will give a fair shake and Correct. a fair shot. Right. He did that for Fangio by going and getting the corners that he wanted and getting the QB that he wanted in Teddy Bridgewater. And now kind of the final stage of that is letting him coach out the season. So you can say, well, I, you know, I gave him what he wanted, gave him the whole year. Peyton then has the 
has the perception among the coaching community as someone who will give you a chance and doesn't have an itchy trigger finger, and that will make this job more appealing to some coaches because the perception among them will be that George, that George Payton is he's going to be straight with you and he's not going to mash buttons willy-nilly on you. He's going to give you a chance. That's what this is about, I think. Here's the thing. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense, let's be honest, any, any point to use the word Broncos and playoffs in the same sentence. All you have to do is look at the standings, more importantly, look at the tie breaks. To say everything's going to have to fall the right way is an understatement. Because the Broncos are behind so many teams they lose tie breaks to, uh, everything is going to have to go perfectly. The, the teams ahead of them, by one game, are going to have to lose out and the Broncos are going to have to win out. If they listen, there's probably a pretty good chance before they even kick it off against the Chargers, they're going to be out of the playoffs. Let's just really call it like it is. Mm-hmm. With that, after if the Broncos get knocked out of the, if they lose this game specifically, George Payton might as well honestly just come out and say, Vic Fangio is going to be relieved of his duties after the season is over. There's nothing wrong with saying it then, is there? There's nothing wrong with it, but it happens Vic all Fangio, the time. Yeah, if you're Vic Fangio, what do you do? Do you coach? Because usually, like, if a coach is relieved of duties, that means they're gone right away. They no, no that doesn't after. happen all the time. There are but, some guys but, that no, finish I out. Think usually, I yeah. think usually, yeah, it's and usually, and or it's I'll give you the option, and then and and then the, sometimes the coach just says, "Well, screw that. I'm going. I'm going home." Now it's possible that we may that something like that may be existing below the surface, and we don't know it's in private, and we don't know about it. Right. And then it officially becomes public right at like right after. Like I recall in 2010, um, John Fox was coaching the Panthers, and he, he was in a contract year, and the contract expired, and they announced on the day of the of the season finale that John Fox would not be back. Right. And, and it might come but, out but everyone way. knew it yeah. was coming for a while right. and Foxy, yeah, he had cleaned out his office right <laughs> before that point. Right. All right, coming up after the break, Broncos, one of their worst performances on a lot of different levels in decades. Clearly, this was a full failure on the entire offense. But are you putting more on Shermer? Are you putting more on Locke? And I'm going to tease this out. Even though Mayshew and I have not talked about it, I have a feeling you're going to be putting a lot more on lock than a lot of people are going to be happy about. And that's just a guess. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. 
Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friends at Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They have an amazing offer right now, and I should know about that. I got a whole HVAC unit with them. They showed up on time. I got the best products out there called Rudd. Uh, couldn't enjoy working with them enough, and they saved me a lot of money as well. And right now, you can save up to nearly $5,300 on an exclusive Mighty and Rudd heating and air replacement offer. That also includes a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, and a smart thermostat, including installation. You're also going to get up to a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. All of this is a real deal. A buddy of mine just got that deal. Highly recommend you call Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. If you need anything done, whether it is maintenance or a new unit, go to MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. I don't think it's hyperbole to say the Broncos offense had one of its worst performances in decades. Remember, this is a franchise that had John Elway and Peyton Manning. I know what has happened over the last five, now going on six years of more than likely missing the playoffs. Uh, Broncos offense is synonymous with the NFL. It is synonymous with this community. And this was absolutely dreadful. And let's be honest, against a Raiders defense that really isn't that great. Failure by the entire offense yesterday. Everybody takes responsibility, and I get that. But at the end of the day, um, there have to be some main culprits for it. We always tend to point the finger at the quarterback, and all quarterbacks will tell you they get too much credit and too much blame. But then we get to Pat Shermer as well. So we know it's the entire offense. But with that, how much goes on Shermer? How much goes on Locke? You know what? Um, I actually thought Pat Shermer, in terms of the game plan for Drew Locke, built a game plan that played to lock strengths and minimize his weaknesses. Okay. And Locke executed that part of it reasonably well, but it's testament to where he stands after three years that the game plan has to be constructed to go heavy on first read, heavy on play action, which cuts the field division down for him by half to play to what he can do effectively. The key to this, but a key to this was going to be, was the fact that Broncos had to be able to run the ball. It was their bread and butter and they got absolutely destroyed up front. Austin Schlotman struggled. I think, I, I think it was a, I think it was above all an execution thing on the offensive line, which just got manhandled and devoured by the Raiders front and everything kind of, Devolve, devolve from there. I, I, I think with Shermer's game plan, it was basically okay. I've got these ingredients in terms of the in terms of Drew Locke and what he can do well. I'm gonna make what I can out of these out of these ingredients. So I'll talk. It, it was a bad it was a bad offensive performance, but I thought in terms of Shermer and what he did with Drew Locke, the game plan itself was sound in that specific regard. I'll talk about both guys this way, Pat Shermer is one of the top 
45 offensive coordinators in the NFL. Okay? And what I mean by that is there are current head coaches that are probably better than him. There are probably minds that are better than him. But at the end of the day, if you're top 50 in the world at what you do, you're still pretty good. Is that fair to say? You're more than pretty good. Listen, I can't design an offensive game plan. Neither can the fans. Neither can the media. Uh, that, that's, that's not my bailiwick. So I'll give him credit for that. He's one of the best in the world at what he does. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you're a stand-up comedian, if you're willing to stand up in front of people and tell jokes and, and take the heckles and take the boos and the moans and the groans, and every once in a while you throw out a couple of good jokes, you're, you're marginal at best. Is that fair to say? But Pat Shermer is this as an offensive coordinator if I liken him to a comedian. He's been a comedian for decades now, and he hasn't changed his act. The, the, the same routine that he ran 10 years ago essentially is the same routine that he's running now. And everybody knows what it is. Everybody in the audience knows what he is. And most of the defense knows what it is. You can, you, we can, we, I think we are kind of criticizing the wrong thing here. We, we tend to criticize Pat Shermer's play calling. The play calling is, is his plays that he has designed. The problem is his play designs, for the most part, are marginal to bad to predictable. Especially in route combinations. That's right. With the receivers. And that's something I, I, decide, I, I spent most of the game because we were high up in the press box, but it was kind of on top of the field. So it's a good angle to kind of see how things develop. So this was one game where I sort of, I spent a lot of it watching without the binoculars, just watching, watching the route combinations. When you see what the Raiders were doing with, you could argue, lesser talent in pass catchers because Henry Ruggs is not on the roster anymore. And Darren Waller was injured and didn't play. So it was Deshaun Jackson at the end of his career, basically. Hunter Renfro, who can catch everything. We know that. A backup tight end who's a pretty good backup in Foster Moreau. And Zay Jones, who's bounced around. You would certainly say the Broncos with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Noah Fant, Albert Okwebunam and Tim Patrick have more talent among pass catchers, right? Yep. But when you look at the at the combinations and the design and how ha- and, and how you see the Raiders and the way the, and the way they move guys around and how that generate how that gets the defense on its heels and in the secondary and generates separation and you don't see that from the Broncos. The Raiders don't have better pass catchers than the Broncos, but the Raiders' pass catchers were more effective because of what Greg Olson designed compared to what Pat Shermer designed. Okay, here's another analogy for you. Would you would you agree? Pick pick your favorite breakfast cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, now pick a condiment that you think is high quality. To go with cinnamon toast. No, crunch just, just in general. In um, Bertman's Stadium Mustard from Cleveland. Does Cinnamon Toast Crunch and that mustard go well together? Hell no. And that's my point. And that's just because you have two good ingredients doesn't mean that they go well together. Yep. And the question is this. 
Who are you blaming? Because this has been maddening all season. I understand that wide receivers need to make plays and break tackles, but who are you pinning the blame on when it's third and six and the wide receiver is running a five-yard play pattern? Or it's third and 10 and it's a nine-yard pattern. Are you putting that on the quarterback? Are you putting that on the wide receiver or the guy who designed the plays? Because whatever you pick, that person should be gone. Well, here's the thing. I no, mean, no, no. Just just pick. Well, no. Because well, no, the, because, but because what if it's designed for the receiver to go 11 and he goes nine? Then, because then, 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 then the wide receiver's got a big problem. Right. Then, you then the wide receiver should probably we, not we, be on this team and we because and we've seen it and, all season with all of them. And that's the one thing that we don't know looking at it, which is why I can't say it's one or the other. But one thing you kind of mentioned, because you talked about elements that don't go together. You know, one serial and economy, they don't go, they don't go together. The thing you can say for the Raiders, for example, is this. They have a true slot receiver that they design who, for whom they design plays, and it works very well. I'm talking about Hunter Renfro. The Broncos don't have a true slot. They do if they wanted to use Jerry Judy in that spot, but they don't. Not all the time. Jerry Judy would be a better slot receiver than Hunter Renfro if they used him that way, but they don't. They use him all over the field. And pick a position and long term. Hey, Jerry Judy should be very good on the field. By the way, I know everyone's focused on the drop with Jerry Judy. He's only dropped one pass this year. Right. So he's actually solved that problem. By the way, one more quick thing, because you put it out on Twitter yesterday and you spelled it out. Drew Locke was fine. Yeah, he wasn't great. And he wasn't awful. He had some passes. I'm sure he would like back and he made some nice passes. All right. Drops are part of the game. And yes, some some of the wide receivers or tight ends should have made plays. I believe there was a pass to either Okawebanam or Fant. And I saw a media member put it on Twitter when the pass was thrown behind. I think it might have been Fant. Okay, it yes. was it was over the middle. Was it Fant? It, it was over. It it would have been a hell hell of a play for Fant to make it. It would have been an, in, no no. It would have been incredible. Mace it it, Mace. it was behind him. Mace physics would not allow him to make that catch. I don't buy into the argument that because your fingertip touches it, you should make the play. Physics don't tell you that if you're running one way and the pass is angled the other way and it hits your fingertips, you can make the catch. It is a 100% improbability. If it hits your hands, maybe, but it hit his fingertips. It was an impossible catch. Who's calling it a drop? Because I'm not calling it a drop. Well, it was a member of the media, and I'm like, dude, you are smarter than that because it's a guy I have respect for. Jerry Judy had a drop. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Albert Okwebunam had a drop. No doubt. Drops no, happen. Like Portland Sutton last week had a drop. Guy, end- guys drop passes all the time. Right. It is unfortunate for Drew that passes were dropped. But at the end of the day, he was the guy engineering one of the worst offensive outputs in Broncos history. And I'm exactly. sorry. That, that that's that's the 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 quarterback is in control of that now, 
not in full in control. The offensive line wasn't very good. Dalton Reisner was a turnstile on one particular play. And quite frankly, for as nice of a guy as he is, I'm sure he has watched the tape and buried his chin in his chest. I felt badly for him. He looked lost on that play. But guys seem to be getting progressively worse, and that's the problem. Well, one thing in defense of Dalton Reisner, the entire offensive line, the the Raiders, to their credit, with Lloyd Cushenberry out, they attacked Austin Schlopman. They ran a lot of stunt, uh, ran a lot of stunts and twists, and everything started with discombobulating Schlopman, who got thrown in there at center. And everything kind of devolved from there. It's not saying it's not on the rest of the offensive line; they're all culpable. But the but the Raiders had a very sound game plan by saying, "There's a, a relative newcomer who's who's at center." We're going to exploit him, and they and they did, and everything just fell apart from there. You know what, Mace? If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. Pat Shermer knew Schlotman was likely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What did he do to help Schlotman? Or... Or did he run the same offense that he always runs that never changes and is incredibly predictable? Is that what Shermer did? Well, he tailored, it to, he tailored see, it to Drew Locke fine. more because there, because there was more under center and there was more first reads. Did stuff. you see any wrinkles to help well, Schlotman? I'll say this. That, well, first of all, they didn't hand it to Jerry Judy when he came in motion. Second of all, the only wrinkle we saw we saw briefly Gordon and Javante Williams on the field together. But one thing that I wanted to see, even with Andrew Beck out, I wanted to see some more use of a tight end as a fullback to help out when the rush came in. Right. So more eye formation under center, and we didn't see that. So do we see many wrinkles? We saw it. A game plan tailored to lock strength, but we didn't see many ring, new wrinkles. To help Schlopman, who was struggling yeah. at center. Yeah. Right. That's on Shermer. Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Broncos have suffered some bad losses this season. How high does the Raiders' loss rank up there? And what's more aggravating, losing 12 in a row to the Chiefs? or five of of the last six games to the Raiders. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. All right, uh, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Guys, here you go. Broncos have suffered some bad losses this season. How high does the Raiders' loss rank up there? Mace, what do you got? 
Oh, I mean, it's you know, it's tough. It's it's tough because there have been some doozies, some stinkers this year. I would say this, given what the Raiders were coming in, which was a terrible team that had won two of its last seven games, and one of those wins was against a Browns team decimated by COVID, and the fact that the offense had one of its three lowest yardage totals of the last quarter century of Bronco football, this was the low point. Yeah, I would have to agree for this reason. We'll get into the defense later on in the show. And I know they gave up a lot of ground uh, yards on the ground. And I understand that eats a lot of clock. I'm with you on that. But they forced three turnovers in the game. And when you force three turnovers, you should win the majority of those games. To your point, the Raiders were not playing that well. The offense couldn't move the ball. They, they did score on some turnovers, but overall, it was a total team collapse, and this was a game that could have kept them in the playoff hunt. And that's the thing. You can make the same case about the Cincinnati game. In games that mattered, where they really had a chance to make the playoffs, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Las Vegas, all of them losses, and the offensive point total, 9 points, 10 points, and 13 points. Guys, what do you think? Now, Mace, I'll ask you this. What is more aggravating if you're a Broncos fan? Losing 12 in a row to the Chiefs or five of its last six to the Raiders? Ooh, um, the, I mean, look, the Chiefs are very good. The Raiders are mediocre. The Raiders have been mediocre now, mediocre to bad for the last five years. It's, you've lost five of your last six to the Raiders. You're three and seven against these guys in the last five seasons. And oh, by the way, the Raiders don't even have a winning record in those five seasons unless they can eke themselves out to a nine and eight finish this year. It's one thing to get beaten by an excellent team, and the Chiefs are an excellent team and have been an excellent team. It's another thing to get stomped by a mediocre franchise which is what the Raiders have been. And oh, by the way, it's, you know, no offense to the Chiefs, but for old school Broncos fans, this is your rival. I actually went and looked it up. The Broncos, they've been swept by the Raiders the last two years. You look at what happened to Broncos coaches after they were swept in back-to-back years by the Raiders. Happened to Wade Phillips in 93 and 94, he got fired. Happened to Dan Reeves in 90 and 91. He lasted one more season. He got fired. Happened to Red Miller in 79 and 80. Edgar Kaiser buys the team, fires Red Miller. Happened to John Ralston in 75 and 76. After the 76 season, there was literally a player mutiny. Ralston resigns under pressure. This town, this team does not like losing to the Raiders. That is an un forgivable sin for a Broncos coach to get beaten consistently by the silver and black. If you ask Broncos fans, they hate the Raiders more than they hate the chiefs. Now that's my launching off point. Secondly, the chiefs have Patrick Mahomes who despite not having a great season is still a great quarterback. To your point, the Raiders are nothing short of marginal, but this year they were down 31 to 10 going into the fourth quarter 
less than a week after John Gruden got gassed. And then you have your worst offensive performance, or one of them, arguably in decades, with a chance to still make the playoffs. And both of those games, as I just said, were against the Raiders. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Monday night football between a couple of 7-7 and teams, both on the outskirts of the playoffs. And uh, it's a big matchup for both sides, but one of the teams hit particularly hard by COVID. We're talking Dolphins-Saints on the other side, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mon Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Been telling you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law for a long time, and he has given me tremendous peace of mind. He did my estate plan, did my living will. I'd been delaying it for a very long time. And honestly, when he was in the process, I I could not get it done fast enough because I don't want anybody else deciding what I want, whether it's the courts, doctors, or somebody else. With that, I want to bring in Dan. How are you, my friend? Good, are you? Good. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, He and I played uh, golf on Friday, and he said to me he's actually getting ready to give you a call. But he's a little bit different in terms of maybe a lot of people that you see, but the type of people that I talk about, because I talk about it from my point of view. I have kids. I'm engaged. He's single and a business owner. Why Mm -hmm. is it just as important for someone who is single to do something like this as opposed to somebody who's married or with somebody and has kids where it just seems obvious. Yeah, it's funny. That actually, those are kind of our trickier situations. Sometimes people come in who are single and don't have kids, and they, they tell me, well, I'm going to be really easy because I don't have any kids. And uh, actually, the whole, all the statutes, all the template documents, everything about the estate planning industry is kind of designed with the idea that you're going to try and leave stuff to your kids. And when you don't have kids, kind of all bets are off. Like, we don't really, you know, there's no... There's no common plan for what people do. And, um, you know, I think most people who do have kids, you know, if they don't do a plan, the statutes say this, this stuff goes to your kids. And there's a lot of reasons that that really is not ideal. And you still think about it. But um, uh, most people who are single probably could not guess what would happen if they passed away. It's not, it's not as obvious at all. And it's very rare that they tell us that they want to do what the statutes say would happen if they don't do their own plan. And then the other issue is just, um, you know, part of estate planning is not just about what happens if you pass away, but also if you have some sort of incapacity event, if you're hospitalized unexpectedly, um, even spouses, even if you're married, your spouse um, can run into real difficulties trying to get access to bank accounts if they're not on them or, you know, hospital records for you if you don't have written authorization. If you don't have a spouse, I mean, you know, good luck. No one, you know. It's very dicey whether anyone's going to be able to help you out or not. Well, let's focus a little bit more on my friend. He is a business owner. He owns a successful business. 
And he's like, well, I'll probably leave stuff to my nieces and my nephews. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the let's look at working with you, how you can help him, because you'll eventually talk to him. But what's the worst case scenario if he doesn't reach out to you? Uh, that, you know, that there isn't really anything set up for anyone to be able to get into that business. Um, it probably has a bank account with some money in it. It might have some contractual obligations, like who would wind that thing down or keep it going, like whatever he wants to have happen, you know, who has the authorization to do that? I mean, if his siblings or good friend or, you know, somebody who works with them in the business, like even an employee walks into the bank and says, hey, he's in the hostel. I need to get some money because we got some, we got some, uh, you know, we got to pay rent this month. Like, they're not going to do it. A bank is not giving access to that. (laughs) So, you know, we just don't have, you know, it's a lot of things can go wrong there. And then as far as leaving stuff to nieces and nephews, um, I don't know if they're minor kids or not, but that, you know, it's a whole can of worms as far as leaving assets to people who are not yet of age. And uh, would anyone know how to run this business? Like, it's great to receive a business. I, you know, I'd love to have a business handed to me, I guess. But uh, what if I don't know how to run it? What if I don't know the passwords to get in the account? So it's just, uh, you know, um, yeah, it could be a real mess. How'd you on TN uh, celebrate Christmas with your family? Uh, well, my family is all around here. So they came down. We're the, we're the only members of our family who have kids ourselves our sisters don't so we make everyone come to us so well that's well then you can leave all the money to your kids when something happens to you and and none of the cousins are going to be upset so you lucked out yeah yeah well they did (laughs) how do people get a hold of you dan uh they can call us at 303-578-2745 or go to our website at themckenziefirm.com hope uh, you and t and the rest of your family have a very happy new year Yes, you too. Thanks, Dan. All right, talk to you later. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the last game of week 16, the uh, Monday night football game here, Dolphins at Saints, 6.15 p.m., both teams 7-7, seven and seven, and right on the edge there of the playoff picture, the Dolphins... Won the first game of the season, lost seven in a row, and have now won six straight. And the Saints, without several key players on both sides of the ball, including Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, the rookie out of Notre Dame, to get the start this evening. You like Miami to keep their streak alive tonight, or can the rookie quarterback capture some magic in his first NFL start? I mean, there's a reason why Ian Book is the... uh... The Saints' fourth option, of course, they had Jameis Winston earlier this year, and he suffered a season-ending injury. But um, there could be an element of surprise in play here. Look, almost any quarterback, if he's got a good play call or good play designer, good schemer like Sean Payton, can have one good game because there isn't film. There isn't, pardon the pun, there isn't a book on Ian Book. That's where the Saints' chances lie. That being said, I think Miami gets the dub tonight. I look at NFL games, every NFL game like a sirloin steak. 
It's the furthest thing from the worst piece of meat, but it's the furthest thing from the best piece of meat. But tonight, I don't want a sirloin steak. I have no interest in watching two marginal teams that are, that are going to get their teeth kicked in in the playoffs. Neither are very good. It's a matchup. It's kind of like watching the Broncos against the Raiders. That's what it's like. Kind yeah, of a chore. I, it is. Yeah. It really is. I, it's a sirloin steak, and you might like steak, so you'll eat it, and that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, it's a sirloin steak. I get that, but at the same time, Tua Tungavailoa in particular has made real progress in the last Good. Few years. Oh. That's one less suitor for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm well, Good. I mean, or there's still a suitor for Deshaun Watson, but maybe Tua becomes available. If the Broncos can't oh, get an elite quarterback. No, no, like, no. Uh, what do you mean? No, no. What do you mean? No. Did, did I stutter? No, uh, no. What do you have against Tua? If the Broncos can't get one of those elite quarterbacks draft one, do not go after Tua Tunga Viola. I have no idea if you liked him coming out of college. I'm guessing you did. I did not. I have no interest in more mediocrity. He's not going to lead you to 12 wins. Go draft someone. Enough. Enough. Not with you. Not with you, but enough with the mediocrity. I'm just saying, like, he's a a third-year veteran who is playing. Look, he has played appreciably better the last few weeks. Is he even close to being elite? He, does he have the? He, oh, does he have more? He is, he's firmly mid tier right fine, now. Fine. Firmly, firmly mid tier, but can he go to another level? That's the question. No. I think that's worth asking. No. Remember, he remember, doesn't. he got held back in large part because he had that horrific injury in his last season at Alabama. I no. think that's one reason why his development was hindered last year. Don't push in your chips on Tua. Roll the dice on a guy coming out of college. I'd rather deal with the devil I don't know than the devil I know. You're talking about media. You know, most people say they'd rather have the devil they know than the devil they don't know. In this case, I'd rather have the devil <laughs> that I don't know than the devil I know, not literally, than Tua Tonga Viola. All right, that was my uh, Rocky, that, excuse me, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it. That was a mouthful. It's like I just swallowed a refrigerator. By the way, you can Try out the refrigerator if you want to. Or a stove. That's the beauty of going to Mountain High Appliance. You can try out any appliance, not to mention their sales staff. They can get you what you want because they're going to ask the right questions to make sure you get what you want. You can find Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Vic Fangio says he believes in his staff deserve another season. I hope I'm not speaking over anybody's heads who's under the age of 35, but are we living in the twilight zone? Seriously? That's next. 